All right, guys, welcome back to the Squid Talk Pod, episode 13, I think, but this is kind of our biggest one yet, my my most exciting one, because this is part two with Tyler Riches, my first friend on social media. It's good to have you on, bro. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, this is our second time filming this episode. We filmed a, a whole two-hour-long one in Miami. The dude forgot to plug the audio in. That was a disaster, but um, it's better now, because now even more stuff has happened, so we get yeah. to cover a lot, but dude, what's new? Like, the last... The, let me just go back a little bit. The first one we did was my second podcast ever. It was in my college apartment on a pretty broken couch, terrible audio, like garage band setup. You were uh, living in Utah. Now you're out here in Puerto Rico, half the time in Miami. Like what's new in your life? <laughs> Everything that you just said. Um, yeah, I'm living out in Puerto Rico now and it felt like I've been out here for a lot longer now like in comparison to when that actually happened both of us have done a lot of stuff bro um you're out of arizona now too so that's pretty cool to see like where we've came but yeah i'm in puerto rico now and back in when i was in utah i pretty much was like just getting started actually with social media i think when i came onto your podcast i didn't even have 100k on tiktok yet and i didn't even have like i'm pretty sure i only had like 10,000 subs on YouTube. So you guys can check the numbers now. It's definitely a lot more than that. So both of us have definitely came a long way since that episode. And like he was saying, it was allegedly the best one <laughs> according yeah. to the views. So hopefully this one can top that. Dude, I think it will. I think, um, I mean, one of the things that I'm most excited to talk about is kind of just the change in perspective. Um, and it, it's almost like a lifetime ago, but you know, I remember you were telling me on that first podcast, once again, you were living in Utah, you had already been, you know, very successful for your age. Um, you know, what was your, what was, what would you say your net worth was back then at like 20 years old, right before you left Utah? You want me to give like exact yeah, number? Yeah, let's hear the number. Cause I think it's good for perspective for people watching. I don't know if I'm comfortable giving you exact number, but it, yeah, nine figures okay. or no, sorry, sorry. No, 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 not nine, not nine figures, eight figures, eight figures. Yeah. yeah. Um, that dude, I mean, that's wild. And I feel like any, any kid watching this, anyone under 25, who's maybe not fully matured yet, they probably hear that number and that's what they equate success to, um, or being fulfilled. You know what I mean? Like that's, they look at, um, money and, and success in terms of wealth. That's it. But that's only a part of the picture as, as you can attest. And, um, you know, we had a, we had a really good conversation about, what life was like back then like you know you had the money which a lot of people would look at as like okay you made it but you weren't feeling very fulfilled right can no. you talk a little bit about that what, what was your head like um at that point in your life at you know 20 years old yeah 100 percent um yeah like i was telling you and before i was even on social media that's like where pretty much all the bread came from you know hit it big in crypto which was awesome and most people would think man if i only had like X amount of money or if I had this much money, I would be so much more happy. And let me tell you from experience, that is definitely not the case. I made a bunch of money and was like, it's pretty much expecting what you guys would expect once you make a bunch of money. Like, okay, here it goes. Like in before, even before then, when I wasn't making money, I was super, super depressed, really bad anxiety and just like really did not love myself as a person and then I made all this money and that almost made it worse where it was like okay like I thought this was going to change shit for me and it didn't 
um, because I was still doing nothing with my life. And it's almost like it, it really changed nothing besides just like a number in my account or a number in my crypto wallet. And I could, you know, go out and eat good food, buy nice things. But, you know, how much is that like that really doesn't give you happiness of you tapping your card everywhere like you know, who cares about that? That's really not directly linked to happiness. It was still like a really horrible place for me. And I was definitely, if not even more, uh, I guess, depressed and upset with where my life was. And I, I was just really, really lost and confused. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that, man. I think that, uh, gives a lot of insight into a life that most people, can only dream about living, but they, you know, they really don't understand. And I think, you know, there's a great quote that says money doesn't really fix anything. It just increases your current state to the max. So if you're a very happy person already when you're poor and then you become really successful, it can be amazing, right? Um, if you get there the right way and it can be extremely rewarding, you can help all the people you've always wanted to help. You can do the things you've always wanted to do. It gives you a lot of freedom, obviously, but yeah, if you're a sad person and you chase money, and as like a, a way to fix the problems that can't be fixed with money, it's not going to do anything. Um, but let's go back a little bit for anybody who's new here. Um, you know, very successful day trader. Day trading in general is extremely tough. I did it for three years, failed, lost a lot of money. It's not for everyone. Like, what is it? 2% of people actually make it. What's the statistic? Yeah, I think it's way less. Like if you look up how many day traders are successful, it'll say like, I don't know, anywhere from uh, five to 2% of day traders are successful. I honestly think the number is way lower um, just because like, I don't know, they're kind of considering like people who are like fully like into trading, but I'm thinking, okay, like if you even like pursue, pursue trading for like, a week and then fail and lose a bunch of money like you're part of that people who tried day trading and wasn't successful so honestly like I don't know think about any college boy like a lot of people have tried to get into stocks or just like options futures and haven't been successful so yeah honestly I would probably say around like zero point something percent at least yeah and I think well that's interesting because I think most of the people kind of tying into our last conversation most of the people that do day trade, they do it for the money. They don't do it because they want to, you know, understand how money works. They don't do it because they want to understand price action or why certain stocks go up or they want to understand companies or crypto projects. If you're in a different space, they do it because they want to get rich. Mm -hmm. And that's not, that's not going to work. In my own experience, I lost it. Once again, lost a ton of money because I was like, I want to make money doing day trading, but I was in it for the money and not uh, to actually get good at a skill. And that's why I was not successful, unlike you. Yeah, I think that's applicable to literally every skill ever where if you're getting into it for the wrong reasons, like you have to, something that I've been like really, really, really strategic about is like your thoughts are what cause you to act a certain way and then the way that you act causes a result. So if you come into trading and really just like, I don't want this to be specifically for trading for like everybody else because I know there's a bunch of different, you know, people that are pursuing different things. So just any skill in general and if you come at it like with the wrong headspace of like, oh, I only, I wish I was good at basketball because I know how much NBA players make that doesn't, you're never going to be an NBA player because you're only focused on like money versus 
so this is a really awesome thing that Kobe said. Like one of the some someone asked him a question, like literally right before he died. Um, like what, like what is it? Are you so obsessed with winning, or do you just hate losing so much? And he said he pretty much said neither. I'm just obsessed with being the best basketball player that I can be. He doesn't care necessarily about winning, or he he like obviously he's passionate about it, but his main goal was like, I just want to be the best best basketball player that I can be. And if you apply that to literally every skill ever, and you know, money's one of your main focuses, money will just come with that. And that's literally the same thing with trading, where if you get into trading, like what are you essentially trying to do every single day when you're trading? You're not trying to make money, you're trying to predict where price wants to go, or you know, you want to be able to predict price action and figure out what price points are going to cause certain reactions from the market. And that's what you're aspiring to do. You want to be probable within the market and have a high probability of understanding where price wants to go versus most people when they get in the market, what are they thinking? I want to make money. Yeah. And it's, it's different than any other sort of sport because like a win is a win, right? For a a team or a, a tennis match or whatever, bowling, who cares? But in trading, you know, you can have a trade and I learned this myself. You can have a trade where you make a thousand dollars. Um, and it was a great trade because you got in right when you were supposed to, you got out right when you were supposed to, but then you can also have a trade where you make $10,000, but it was a terrible trade and it was really risky and you shouldn't have even been in there in the first place and you barely got out in time. But you know, people once again, equate money to success. So they would look at that and be like, Oh, the $10,000 trade is the better trade. Mm -hmm. Clearly not. Um, you just don't have a, in-depth understanding of how it works. Um, but one thing I really liked about you, right, when I first met you is you have a very different approach to teaching um, and, and trying to share your advice on the on the skill, on the sport of day trading. There's a lot of people out there who are like, yeah, anyone can do it. You know, you I don't want to name drop anybody, but there's, I would say majority of these online traders are like, yeah, anybody can do it. Um, I can give you this, you know, there's that famous commercial, I can give you this 10,000, or I can show you how to make it. And it's not that hard. You just have to have the right teacher, right? And you're kind of the opposite. You're like, dude, yeah, I mean, I have information out there. Um, I have plenty of YouTube videos. I have plenty of TikToks. Um, You know, I have my groups and my Discord. But to be honest, like, this is not for everybody. I don't think you should do it. Um, If you want to take a stab at it, like, I'm happy to try and help. But, you know, you have a very honest, authentic perspective on it. Um, And I respect that. Yeah. Thanks. I I think it's it was like unjust of me to kind of go out there and say, hey, man, anybody can do that because it's just not true. You know, like that, like I'm just somebody that I, I wouldn't want to lie to people online or just like especially because that can ruin people's lives. You mm-hmm. know, if you sell them this dream over and over and over again, so like, bro, you're almost there like you can do it and you're teaching them the wrong way too. Whereas like some people, like I genuinely think some people's like brains just aren't wired the right way to be able to trade. And sometimes like, you know, maybe like you were one of those people or who knows if you were able to pursue it or like go through a different avenue, you might've been able to figure it out. But some people really just like have to take it on the chin. Like, damn, maybe I'm just like not built for this and I got to scrap it. And that's really what I'm like all about. It's like, look, I'm really good at this. You could potentially be good at it too but i'm definitely not going to force this down the down your throat like hey i make so much money 
and this is how I do it, and you guys can definitely do it too, when, like, let's just go back to the cold hard facts, like, zero point whatever percent of traders are successful, you know, like, what are your chances at that? And honestly, for me, like, I, who who freaking knows? Like, I, I, like, I'm just lucky enough that I'm one of those people. Like, I'm very, very thankful that I am, like, my brain is wired a certain way, and I was able to pick it up. But yeah, I'm definitely not going to go on the internet and just be like, hey man, everybody can do this, look how easy it is, because it's not. It's really, really hard, and a lot of people are just not built for it. Yeah, well, you can kind of relate it to a sport in some ways, because people just look at it like, oh, you're good or you're not. But there's there's so many more levels to it, you know? As with any sport, you ask the average person, you know, could you compete at an NFL level? And they would be honest with themselves, they'd be no. Do you think you could learn how to day trade? Yeah. It's exactly. it's kind of the same thing in terms of like I, I imagine that the when you lay the I don't know the exact numbers but when you lay out the statistics of you know the top traders how much they make and you compare that to the top athletes in any specific sport or niche it's probably pretty similar as with anything same with mm -hmm. entrepreneurs you can be an entrepreneur and you know make a hundred thousand a month and then there's ones that make billions or millions whatever um, so it's a skill like anything else and I think a lot of people underestimate how much work goes into it you know. But yeah, I, th I, yeah, I think that's sorry. a good segue. Yeah. What, um, what does it take? What did it take for you to get good at it? Can you take us back mm -hmm. to like when you first started? That yeah, hundred percent. So I, again, I would like to approach this more of like kind of towards your audience, kind of approaching it more as like, just like a skill in general, not specifically day trading, but let's think about it. Like any get rich quick scheme, it's not a get rich quick scheme. You just put that in your head that you are going to get rich quick from it trading there is no different right so it's the same as any other skill it's going to take a long 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 time for you to get really good at it and for me the biggest thing was honestly turning off all the noise that you were just talking about like literally just saying okay look the i know and i pretty much know everything about trading like okay i know every concept i know every like pretty much every strategy like i know enough but why is it why is it not working for me and I was like, okay, maybe I just need to turn the noise off of everyone saying, hey, you can do this in two days, you know, like, or this five minute strategy is going to make you $10,000. And that's just never the case. So for me, I was like, okay, cool. I'll just turn this off. And I just want to figure this out for myself. You know, the, there's like a really good analogy of, uh, of like somebody, you, you have two people, you tell one person to sit and watch uh, like 10,000 hours worth of basketball, like training videos, you know? And then you give them a basketball after that. Are they going to be good at basketball? Hell no. Right. Versus if you give someone a basketball and say, figure this the fuck out and give them a hoop and say, hey, man, like, you know, go and try and learn. And they have 10,000 hours to start getting good. Like they're going to be way, way, way better. So sometimes you kind of just have to turn off the YouTube videos, turn off the things that are like, hey, do this, do that. Like maybe you should just kind of put a pause on like, hey, I need more information, I need more information, and just start doing it. So for me, my biggest thing was like, okay, boom, turn off the YouTube channel, and just sit in front of the chart and just watch it, and just turn it into a game. Like, okay, let's play a guessing game. Where do I think price is going to go based on everything that I know right now? Okay, cool, I think it's going to go here. Damn, it didn't, why not? And then boom, it's just like repetitions, and then you start getting good, at the guessing game and then you start seeing recurring patterns over and over and over again within the market and you're like hey i've seen this t like literally hundreds of times and 
based on probability, most of the time when this happens, price will go to this area. Cool. That's literally all it is. And I think a lot of people can save themselves a lot of time and a lot of energy by just turning the YouTube off, turning the TikTok off, and just getting to work and just doing it. Uh, that's honestly my biggest piece of advice for any skill ever is just like start now and stop thinking you need more and more information. It's just like, bro, just starting today will help, will literally get you way farther than you just saying, I'm not ready yet, I need to learn Yeah, everybody stuff. wants a shortcut mm -hmm. and for everything. You know, like even my content, I have 410,000 followers now. Most of them followed me for entrepreneur related advice or even like self-help advice, right? How to become, how to try your best to become a better person, all things, um, you know, as well-rounded as possible. Uh, and you know, I get DMS every single day, like, Hey, I'm starting my first business. Do you have any advice for me? Okay. Well, first of all, you could watch any one of my videos. Second of all, like, to be honest, like you should just try it and you have to figure it out. Like when I first started my business, I had no idea what I was doing. I made so many mistakes. I'm still making mistakes all the time. Probably the most recent mistake I made, um, for, for clarity and transparency was I tried to rush an order. Like if, you know, if you're not familiar with my content, I have a athletic clothing brand called Squid Hoss. I ordered, uh, you know, $20,000 worth of this one product and I rushed it. I said to my manufacturer at the beginning of November, like I need this by November 22nd, whatever it was, because it's Thanksgiving and Black Friday and then Christmas, like I need these ready ASAP. Normally it takes way longer than that. So I rushed it and the product came and it was, you know, it was, you could, you could tell that it was rushed. So I lost like $20,000 and learn that lesson. We'll never mistake that. We'll never make that mistake again, but that's not really something that I could have watched a YouTube video on and, and understood like maybe, but you know, a lot of times you do just have to put yourself in the chair and try trading or business or whatever sport and like get hit in the face. And then you hopefully can learn from it as fast as possible. Um, but I'm curious for you, you know, it took you or how long did it take you from when you actually started to really starting to see some success? Doesn't have to mean like lots of money, but like, when did you finally realize like, okay, I'm starting to get good at this two years for sure. Yeah. And, but like that two year, but mark, every day, right? All day, every yeah, day. Yeah, 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 exactly. And like, again, that's kind of typical of most skills, you know, like you're really not going to be super super awesome and super super good at something until like a long time has passed like you said like you really do have to fall in your face over and over and over again to be able to learn versus like another analogy is like a little kid who's like parents are super super protective like oh like don't touch the hot stove don't touch the hot stove and the baby like has no clue why they can't touch the hot stove versus if a baby comes up touches the hot stove instantly starts crying they'll never touch it again you know so it's kind of like you know just like learn the lessons yourself like that's probably the best way that you'll learn is by falling on your face and like ha having a consequence and then learning from it that's the best way like for me it was I turned ten thousand dollars into 112k in two days and then lost it all literally two days later like that's crazy and i flipped it and i was like oh my god i was showing literally everybody it was like the coolest thing ever i was like i finally understand this like i'm the best and then two days later it's just gone and then what did i learn from that risk management don't over leverage you know like 
and take some profits. Mm -hmm. So I learned like some of my biggest lessons from blowing like ridiculous amounts of money. And obviously it would be nice to have that money, but would I be in like in the position that I am today if I didn't go through that? Definitely not. Hmm. What about what, what did you have to sacrifice in terms of your social life? I feel like most people can't even skip a single party. They can't even show up to class on time. You know, I know this is, we, we've talked and had some pretty in-depth conversations on this, like heart to heart on, you know, it's not, it's not like glorious until, unless you sacrifice a lot, you know? So obviously you're living the life now that so many people look at and want, but what did you have to give up? Yeah. I mean, when I was first starting, luckily it was like high school. So, you know, I don't know, like I was, went to a private school and there wasn't anything like super like crazy crazy so like that's when i started so it was honestly pretty nice like i could just like go home and get going with that but really like the main biggest trial was when college started and i was like okay wow like now there's a bunch of other temptations but honestly like when i was in it i was like i'm i was already so passionate about it because i had that high school experience so like when i got to college i obviously like made friends but i was up really really late at night and like slept through the day because i was trading london session london like obviously the times are flipped so like london market open is in the middle of the night for us in utah so i'm up at the in the middle of the night and i'm hearing people like just drinking going crazy in the in the dorms and i'm and i'm just sitting there like man i gotta get like i need to get this done and it's also like it just wasn't appealing to me i saw the i saw the bigger picture and i was like i just know that like one day I'm just going to be shitting on these kids, like for sure, for sure. And I know that sounds like super cocky or like douchey or whatever, but like, it's true. You just have to see and think in like the long, long term, like how beneficial is me going out, going to be in the long, long term. Obviously there's a time and a place to go out, enjoy yourself. You don't want to be like a weirdo who just stays in your home all day, but you do have to sacrifice a lot to get where you want to go and just understand like this is a percentage game if you want to be part of the one percent you have to do or you have to not do that's something that i've been big on like a lot of the times it's not doing a hundred of the different things that everybody else is doing in order to get where you want to go versus like if you think oh i should be doing this i should be doing that it's really easy to think like oh i should be doing this versus like oh i shouldn't be doing this because mm -hmm. Everybody can say like, yeah, I, I do work, I do this, I do that, but also what else are they doing that's yeah. causing them to you know, not be successful? Yeah, you definitely have to eliminate distractions. And you know, you said, this is gonna sound cocky, but like, you know, I was putting in more work so I could shit on those kids later on. And people will be upset when you say something like that, right? Like I'm doing more because I think I'm better. But the reality is like all those people were shitting on you at the beginning too. You know what I mean? Like if you go and you stay in and read a book, there's a great Chris, Chris Williamson um, quote. He goes, uh, there's a period that everyone has to go through when you do want to go home early to go read the book and all your friends are like, come out with us, pussy. Like, you know, yeah, sure, bro. Like read your book, whatever. Like they will shit on you when you're trying to do what's best for you. When I was starting my business in college, when I was starting my TikTok, everyone was ripping me apart. No one really did it to my face, but I know a lot of people were talking shit behind my back and mm -hmm. like, that's fine. It didn't really bug me at all, but you know, now I like, I love my life and it's awesome. Same with you, right? So you have to be willing to go against the crowd. Um, you know, same sort of thing, do what everybody else isn't doing. 
and uh, and that can be really challenging socially because you're we're wired as humans to not want to do that the second you step out of line and leave the tribe you know in terms of uh in evolution terms is like very risky Mm -hmm. um but you have to be willing to do that if you do want to be different yeah i really don't it's i really don't think that there's any other way to put it besides like if you want to be part of that one percent again it's like just look at what the 99 percent is doing and you know figure out what they're doing that's causing them to not get to that point and just don't do any of that shit like it's as simple as that but again it's hard because there's you know like you wanting to be cool you wanting to be popular people liking you but guess what people like both of us now you know like sometimes you really do just have to pack that shit up and get in your cave and like work on yourself and know that it's going to be so much more beneficial for you in the long run something that i've been like super super huge on recently is just thinking like 10 years down the line and always asking like my 10 year older self like hey if i do this right now how is that going to change or like is this good for me is like a 10 year older self is this good for me right now should i be doing this right now and that has helped me a lot versus thinking what most people think is in the short term like yo you want to go party hell yeah you know it's like you you have to think in the long term because if you don't then you're just going to be forever living in the short term and you're not going you're just every day is going to be the same over and over again it really doesn't even take that long too you say 10 years and that scares a lot of people i don't want to sacrifice for 10 years mm-hmm. it takes a year right swear put your yeah, head down year, Dude, put your, if you like eliminate all distractions and put away everything like if you don't go out if you don't party if you don't smoke weed if you if you just commit 365 days one year of your life and you say i'm just gonna get obsessed with one thing and I'm going to convince myself that this thing is fun. That way you don't even feel like you're missing out on everything else. Dude, that's all it takes. One year. I yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's, and it's so crazy because everyone does think like, well, a, a year, like a year, you, you know, you're probably thinking like, that's a short amount of time. I can't change my life in a year. But then like me and you, when the way that we think about a year, like the, the new year just started and I'm thinking, oh my God, I cannot wait to see what I'm doing yeah. in a year. Like I, I'm like, that's so much time. And when I think about like my 10 year self, like I can't, even, I can't yeah. even imagine literally like people ask me like, oh, where do you see yourself in five years? I have no clue, like no fucking clue. Like, yeah, I could probably make up some vision in my mind, but like, who knows? I mean, like things are always changing. Like even day to day, month to month, things are getting better and better and better as I keep working towards just like doing what I'm supposed to do and not doing what I'm not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. That, I, lo- I love that perspective, man. And I, I fully agree. I think, I don't know, dude, you just, if you, I said this on my last podcast too, but if you can just close your eyes and picture whatever you would hope to happen in the next year or so, and you just really try and think about that, it's totally going to happen. You just mm-hmm. have to commit to it. Um, but another thing I wanted to talk to you about is in terms of like sacrificing is relationships. You know what I mean? Um, are you still friends with most of the people you grew up with? <laughs> this is actually hilarious because um, recently, uh, literally like a couple days ago, this happened to me. So yeah, this is something funny. So when I started getting into trading, my that was around like 
so I got into crypto freshman year of high school, whatever. But I wasn't like into like day trading. I was just like, okay, whatever. We'll get into crypto. Um, and then because I made money from that and then ended up, ended up losing all of it, I was like, I want to do this again. And then that took some time. And then I got into trading. And when I got into trading, I kind of realized like, hey, I don't necessarily really like the people that I'm hanging with. And then time goes on. And now it's like my senior year of high school. And I had like all of these like really tight, super, I, most, well, most, most people would call like awesome group of friends. And I started just drifting, drifting farther and farther away from them. And then like, it got to the point where they were like, just not inviting me to anything. And I was honestly okay with it. But, and like, you know, when everybody goes back home for summer, like I'm not getting a text and I see everybody's Snapchat stories and I'm just like, okay, cool. Like I'll keep that in mind. And now just recently, like, Hey man, if you're watching this, I gotta say it, bro. Like my best friend from high school, like I didn't hear from him for probably three years. Literally once I got to college, not a freaking word. And then apparently I showed up on his TikTok and him and another one of my friends, friends from high school was really into trading. And both of them are like, yo, bro, I love your shit. Like you put me on game. Like, bro, is there any way like you can get me into your discord? And I'm like, dog, pay the fee. Like you're, you're literally like, bro, like we aren't cool anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like dude like you had you had your chance like i don't know it's not again it sounds douchey it and sounds like a douchey thing but it's like from you other had people who chance. don't understand it sounds douchey from people who don't understand bro but like yeah i mean and you really can't change anyone's opinion on that i have people hitting me up all the time same thing oh can i get discounted clothes bro like oh i'm really proud of you like that's awesome like bro you were the one that was telling me like this is a joke like stop wasting your time on that stuff in college you mm -hmm. know um, I even had a kid DM me the other day. He goes, bro, I didn't know you were famous. Like we should totally hang out next time you're back in town. Literally, I was like, no, how can you, how I can know. you say that on a Like, how can you look at that DM and think that's something good to send? I know um, it's, it's really ridiculous. <laughs> it's wild. But I think part of growing is, um, you know, separating yourself from the people who don't want to grow with you. You know, what about mm -hmm. your family? I know for a while we had a great conversation about this. He said for a while there was some, Maybe animosity isn't the right word, but there was some tension between family and it seems like now you're pretty close with them again. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It was kind of like a, it was a mix of a couple things. There was like a religion in the play and also me just like they saw me just kind of being like, okay, like he's going away from the religion and like the religion. Yeah, give us a backstory on that. Crazy, crazy Mormon, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really like to name drop the religion um, because I do think that a lot of the people in that religion are really, really awesome people. In fact, like if I think about the most successful people ever in that re most successful people that I know come from that religion because like mm -hmm. what else is there to do besides work, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's some things that I didn't necessarily like believe in and that's okay. And I decided to, you know, kind of take a step away and to family you know that can kind of seem like really really scary where like religion has like all these really strong and like really solid beliefs right where it's like oh like family first don't drink don't smoke don't do this and like they see me stepping away like oh he's going to go down that bad path and like he's going to college and like this is going to be really bad so that caused like a huge huge like kind of divide 
between me and my parents and uh it was really hard to communicate with them for a while um and like even in college like when I was still trying to figure things out like they're like I'm not going to any classes and they're just like this kid's a crash out you know but they didn't they they didn't know it was all from like good I guess like good heart because they're like oh you know he's taking a step away from like all these like really strong yeah it's out of love they don't want to see you get hurt or anything exactly and now they kind of see like okay wow like he really was like doing what he said he was doing and like you know is like really successful so they're happy for me and that's like I know you have a similar story with that too and that to me is like okay like I can understand it now but at the time there definitely was like a you know, not necessarily good, um, and, you know, super strong emotions, uh, towards them because I knew exactly what I wanted to do, but they didn't necessarily see it the same way. Because like I said, you know, I'm like, I'm stepping away from this and then going into this like scary college world. Um, and they're thinking, Oh, he's not going to classes. Like grades are horrible. Like what's going on. Um, so I can see how it looks really bad from their perspective, but now they're obviously like, wow, you're really successful. That's awesome. And sometimes it really is like just knowing what's best for you. And, you know, even, even with parents, like parents do like, they have like a sort of model of who they dream of you becoming. And that, that, that is 1000% what happened with my parents where like, they really, they, everyone wants you to be the version the version of you that best suits them and that's a stolen quote from alex hormozzi but it couldn't be more true like everyone wants you to act a certain way because it best suits them so like for my parents me stepping away from religion was like oh my gosh you know like what what is everyone gonna think about family members yeah, like I was about to say, yeah probably some other people like view them as a parent and might think like oh your son like what's going on over mm-hmm, there exactly versus now <laughs> you know they're like oh look at my son like living in puerto rico you know this and that so sometimes you you just have to do what's best for you and you know what is best for you and if you see the vision like dude nobody this is your life like you know obviously respect your parents but they cannot they can't tell you what to do with your life because you know for all we know this is the one that we have and what like what type of life is it if you're making decisions purely based on how everybody else wants you to act and you're never acting on what you want to do yeah very well said i think two things on that number one i think it is a very important part of maturing becoming a, a man or becoming a woman is going against your parents in a way and and fully uh you know venturing into the world doing something new that they don't understand like you know if if they don't understand it then they can't help you and that's risky um for you and for them for sure but that's necessary to once again become a man or become a a woman but i don't want people to take that the wrong way and think like oh fuck my parents like don't listen to them like i'm gonna do whatever i want because i i already had a couple stories like i literally had like a parent DM me on Facebook or no LinkedIn saying like my kid looks up to you and he saw your video of you saying like don't listen to your parents and now like all he wants to do is smoke and drink and uh and like kind of be a loser and and when his parents were like what the hell is wrong with you he was like well Lucas Pactor said not to listen to you guys I'm like bro that's not what I meant at all like when we say don't listen to your parents, it means like if you're really passionate about something and you're trying to build something that you really care about and they're not necessarily supportive, it doesn't mean like clash against them on purpose. It just means 
try and help them understand like they're not perfect try and help them understand that this is something you really care about and you're going to go at it and try your best and it's okay if you fail obviously your parents don't want to see you get hurt but it's okay and that is part of growing up and you just need to relay that to them as best you can and hopefully they're receptive maybe not and at that point you do need to kind of take a take a step away yourself but you know that shouldn't be applied to everything like mm-hmm. you know yeah. going and doing dumb shit right yeah exactly um, it's like seeing the long term like like obviously if you like a long term like again just think like okay in 5 years from now if i'm going to pursue this and do this and say like oh like my parents don't necessarily know what they're saying they don't see the vision like what vision is it of you just like blowing shit down and like drinking right that's not a vision like you have to you know like do do what you want but also like, okay, we're all trying to be good people here and we're all trying to be successful. At least if you're watching this podcast, I'm assuming you want to be successful. So that doesn't mean, you know, just like, hey, like, fuck you guys. Like, I don't, I'm not going to listen to my parents. I'm going to do whatever I want. You're not going to be successful if, you know, that long-term vision isn't there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's move forward a little bit. Let's talk about um, something I really wanted to cover was uh, you know, you're 20 years old a year ago, you know, what's it like being a 20 year old with, you know, excess of $10 million, right? I feel yeah. like once again, people look at that and be like, Oh my God, that's amazing. But mm-hmm. if other parts of your life, like relationships and experiences and, uh, you know, um, self-fulfillment aren't there, then what's that like? That's a good question. Um, not much different than what all of your guys' lives are. If I'm being dead honest like again like we were saying money definitely doesn't buy happiness and like it can buy you some uh, like really good taste in food and some really cool looking clothes and maybe a dope ass looking car but other than that like my life is not much different you know but now I will say my life is way different than everybody else's I think I'm definitely in like the higher percentage of people who are happy with their life um but yeah as a 20 year old with excess money and not necessarily like I guess driven dude like I like you a regular ass college kid literally mm-hmm. like there was no there was people on campus like they didn't even know that I had bread like it's just like regular ass kid mm-hmm. um and so again like money really doesn't <laughs> doesn't determine who you are it's uh kind of how you just approach life overall determines who you are yeah Okay, so you were you were 20 years old mm-hmm. with a shit ton of money, millions of dollars, yep. and you weren't fulfilled and you weren't very happy. Mm-hmm. Now you're 21, um, and it's quite the opposite, right? You're even yep. more successful in terms of money, but you know, I, it's clear to me, and I've seen it um, as a person that's pretty close to you over the past year, like you've gotten a lot happier. It seems like you're very pleased with um, not only where you are now, but the the path you're on. Mm-hmm. What are the what are the things you changed? Yeah, so when I was 20 with a bunch of money, again, what was I doing? I was smoking weed all day and I had, didn't have shit going for me. And I, again, like I was thinking like, man, I have I have all this money, like I'm done, you know, like cool, I'm successful. But like also I was like, but why do I hate myself? Like yeah. why, you know, like, I mean, I literally attempted to take my life several, several times. Um, after you made the money? Yeah. Wow. It Yeah, before and after. And like if that doesn't go to show that money but doesn't buy happiness then i don't know what will where it was like i was just like wow i have all this money and i and i still feel so horrible about myself so the biggest change for me was really like 
for me to actually become successful was just working on something that I'm passionate about. So I was telling Lucas this yesterday where I like pretty much all my friends went home for the summer and I didn't uh, necessarily want to go home. I was staying in my apartment in Utah with my dog and I was just sitting there really sad about my life. And I was like, man, I really, really have to change something. Um, I got to get out of this. Um, and I was like, okay, like, let me just start thinking of things. And your videos were actually like one of the things that caused me to start doing social media because I saw you and like I was telling you last night, I was like, this dude isn't good at shit. I was literally like, this dude isn't good at anything. And like, people are like fucking with him and he seems like he's having an awesome time doing it. And I'm like, I'm good at trading. I'm good at crypto. Like I can probably talk about this and a bunch of other people probably would love to hear it from me. So that's what I started doing. And then I became obsessed with it and I loved it. And I love teaching people and I love seeing people like becoming successful off of what I was teaching them. And that like just sparked like, the, like literally happiness in me and like this drive of like, oh my God, I love this so much. I love helping people who were just like me. Like I literally tear up and cry every time I do like a mastermind and I get um, to the point where I talk about Headspace where I tell them like, look, I was literally in your guys' positions two or three years ago and like, it's just so, so crazy that I'm able to be able to see like people who are just like me and be able to take them out of that really, really sad or like that deep, dark hole that they're in and like lift them up and actually help them become successful in their life. And that to me has brought me the most happiness ever really. And to me is like success because again, success to me is, you know, is different than I feel like so many other people because I had money before success. And that's way different than most people because most people find success by, oh, like, again, finding that spark, finding that happiness and drive, 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 drive. And then boom, they're successful because of that happiness. But also what comes with that drive is money too. So for me, like I had money, but I wasn't successful and I wasn't happy. So it was kind of like literally inverse of what most people are, where some people are happy without the money for me i was sad with the money and i had to find happiness in order to be successful yeah i like how you i fully agree i think yeah the easiest the easiest and the best way to find fulfillment and become happy yourself is to help other people and um and there really is nothing like it and i i haven't done like anything crazy in my life but i got a dm from this uh like irish soccer player the other day and you know, most of the DMs I get are from people with like a small following and haven't really done much. But this guy was like, yo, he sent me like a two minute voice memo. And he's like, yo, you don't know me. We'll probably never run into each other. But he's like, I love your fucking stuff. Like, it's inspiring as hell. And you just seem like a really good guy. I appreciate it. Just want to let you know, dude, that made me more happy than my biggest product release ever, where I've looked at Shopify and seen like 37K in one day, you know, like the money is great and that feels the money believe me like the money feels great when it's something from you've built you know like getting a check in your bank account you know that's that's cool it's even cooler when you build something and you see the results right it comes to fruition but getting that voice memo from that guy i almost teared up too it's it really fucking cool and it made me feel really good about myself um and it just makes me want to keep on doing more like the way i look at these podcasts is like it allows me to have a great conversation with a great person I have a lot of people that hit me up for them, um, but I, you know, don't necessarily want to do it with everyone. Like there's certain guests I want to have on 
who I feel like that conversation with them could help a lot of people. So I hope, I hope that the past ones have helped. I hope that this one helps. Um, you know, I find it very insightful myself, like hearing this kind of stuff. Cause, um, yeah, kind of little opposite to you in, in terms of how your story went. Like, I don't necessarily have the money yet, um, but I was also a very depressed and lonely and lost kid um, up until a few years ago. And now I, I feel like I've totally figured out the happiness thing and I feel amazing, but I don't have the money yet. And hopefully that comes later on. I think it will. Mm -hmm. um, so we kind of had inverse stories, like you said, but it's, it's really cool to hear the other perspective. One question I had for you is, how do you navigate life as someone that's really young and really successful, right? Is it hard to tell when people are trying to use you or aren't coming um, from a place of genuine friendship, you know? Like, obviously people know you have money, you dress well, you have nice clothes, you have nice watches, you have your Instagram with your cars. Like, how do you go about choosing who you let into your circles? Yeah, so before it was awesome before I was on social media like and I was just like I don't know in college like I made friends by going playing basketball and they're like I fuck with you because you're good at hoops I'm good at hoops too and we were like bad we're boys and then like way months down the line they're like wait you have hell emotion <laughs> and like they kindly like finally get it to click but now what social media has kind of done, like obviously social media has done a lot for me. It literally was like one of the f first things I was able to kickstart like my success and uh, like again, success and happiness. Um, it's, it's hard because people do see that. And again, like we were saying, like other friends like hitting you up and you know, like it's really, really difficult. So something that I've been huge on as of recently is just like my circle is like literally like two, or three people and I don't know sometimes it, it's so hard to gauge whether someone's trying to use you or you know has other things in mind and that's something that I'm still trying to work on because again like the social media things new to me so now like there's a lot of people that know that I have money so they're going to be trying to get to me and it's really really hard especially while having like a presence and like being like well like known like who's honest and who's not and i'd honestly much rather just take the people who are rocking with me because they liked me because i was a good basketball player and they were like oh i think you're funny i think you're cool i'd much rather take those people with me the long way than even i don't even know like take the chance of somebody potentially using using me and if that is the case like if i am saying like okay like i'll take that chance like my girlfriend out here in puerto rico when she first met me like again it was a similar situation like she didn't had no clue who i was like just came up to me um because like w for whatever reason and then like we hit it off and we like had great conversation and i was like i love this so much because you've like Obviously, I didn't tell her that, but she had, like, no freaking clue who I was. She had no clue that I had money. Like, I'm a young kid. She's probably assuming that I don't have money, but she just liked me for me. And I'm sure you see this now where it's like, damn, like, how many people actually like me for me instead of just liking me because I have followers or because I have money? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine that it's a hard thing to navigate. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out myself, not with the money thing, but, um, you know, I think that's one of the main reasons that I left LA. Um, and I think this is a good conversation to have as well. Um, and I moved to Austin, Texas. And it's because like 
this creator economy like doesn't really exist too much in Austin, Texas. Um, I feel like I know every single influencer out there, um, but they don't act like influencers. They don't care about followings. Like everyone's super fucking genuine. And I feel like, yeah, it's, it's increased my happiness and quality of life exponentially. And it, you know, it's pretty simple. Like just move to a different place, bro. Like you don't like the people around you. You don't like your current situation. Put yourself in a different physical place. I think moving is so important. And, you know, one of the guys I'm close friends with now in Austin, who I want to introduce you to is Ian Fonz. Um, He's like a fitness influencer. And he told me that, yeah, like he just wasn't really getting along with his friends too well in his hometown, even his family. Like there was a little bit of, you know, um, tension there because this dude had like these high ambitions and goals. And it seemed like everyone around him was almost like uh, they didn't really understand that. And he just moved cities he just moved to austin didn't know anyone um and now he he like loves it and we had a great conversation on that so i think if you do feel like you're someone that's lost and you're not necessarily um feeling at home or with your people yet just move somewhere else and it's intimidating and it's scary um but you know with the world of social media like this is why i always talk about this um there's a great opportunity at hand to use the tools um of social media and, and meet other great people. And it's, it's not that hard. Like you don't have to have a following to DM someone and say, yo, what's up? Let's work on something together. Obviously it helps, but I think, um, I think, yeah, that's, that's something I'm trying to figure out too. Yeah. I'll, I'll touch on the moving thing. And that's uh, really awesome that you said that, that for me, again, I say like the best decision of my life, at least up until now was moving to Puerto Rico. Um, because again, like I was still, even after I dropped out of school, I was still in Utah and I was still hanging out with like my college friends who I still love, you know? Um, but like, are the activities that they're doing on a day-to-day basis necessarily beneficial for me? Not really. And like, I don't know, you're in that spot where you're like, Oh, you have that, you had that same kind of energy that you had before you like started pursuing this thing and it's almost like the best decision of your life to start off like hey I know exactly what I want to do and I'm kind of getting started with it let me just move and start with a clean slate so now it's like almost people you can recreate who you are and like I don't know set like a new label on yourself I really hate putting labels on myself or other people but other people put labels on you so like if you're in this old like you know your college town and you want to start pursuing something and people are like what no like that's not you like you you get drunk you smoke like you know obviously they're not going to say that but they're going to be doing things and saying things that's going to cause you to kind of like it's going to be really hard for you to break out of that versus if you just move you're going to be in a brand new place people who have no clue who you are and you can kind of recreate your identity and that's exactly what happened to me out here where I went from being a, like, again, like Utah, it, it isn't necessarily like a happy thing for me, even though that's where, like, again, I had money and like things got started in terms of social media versus out here. It's like, I'm like TJR out here. And like, I'm who exactly who I want to be out here versus I think about my Utah self. I was kind of trying to play both roles Mm -hmm. and it just wasn't working and then a cool statistic for you guys to put this into perspective about moving um just like literally direct fact uh when i was in utah i was making x amount per month 
literally the next month after I moved to Puerto Rico, I 10X'd my, literally my income, 10X my income after a single month of moving here. And I don't know if that doesn't just go to show that like how big of a change that you can make in your life just by putting like literally just being who you want to be and people just get to know you as like the person that you want to be and no longer have that barrier that label on you and they just know you as like Tyler he's driven he goes to work every day he can't go out like he can't do this he can't do that then it's like boom like you're set up and you can live the life that you always wanted yeah that's really important you're reinventing yourself in a place where you can grow um, and that's another thing that a lot of people don't understand. Like you could have moved to Miami, you have a place in Miami, but you don't spend that much time there because you know, we talked about this, like Miami's very distracting, right? I was, all my friends went to San Diego after I graduated college, every single one of them pretty much. A couple went to Scottsdale and then everybody else went to San Diego. And I love my friends to death. They're amazing guys. And this isn't a, a dig at them at all, but I knew that if I was with all of my college friends, I would simply be parting a lot, right? I wouldn't be able to be my best self um, because there were a lot of distractions. And then, you know, I moved to Austin. I didn't know anybody at first. And now I have a lot of friends over in Austin and they're great, but I've been able to, once it's same thing, like the exact same thing. Like the guys in Austin know me as like, oh yeah, that's Squid Pactor as my name. Yeah. Like he doesn't really go out and drink. Like he likes to wake up early and go on runs and work out and like work. And if we are hanging out, it's, maybe once a week and it's usually for something that can make us better like a workout or something as opposed to going out to a bar or a concert you know we still do that every once in a while but yeah you're reinventing yourself in a place where you can grow and once again i know that can be really intimidating for some people and you might be thinking like bro how how do i go make friends in a new place and you kind of have to figure that out right um in a place like austin for example there's lots of run clubs there's lots of um meetup activities right I, I found a run club the other day on twitter and i pulled up it said like yo entrepreneurs and tech guys pull up to this location on tuesday at 7 a.m five mile run club i pull up went on the run it was really tough because i had just gotten into running and then we all got coffee after for like an hour and i met so many awesome people but a lot of people aren't okay with even showing up in the first place it's intimidating it's it's new you're, you're hopping into a new bigger pond where you don't know anyone. Yeah, putting yourself, but putting yourself in that position in that uncomfortable, like making yourself uncomfortable is probably like the best thing that you can ever do for yourself. Like for me, I moved out here, bro, like I moved out to an island, like by my dolo with my dog and he was my only friend. And it was like, all right. And a, a significantly different culture as well, too. Yeah, people are speaking Spanish. Like, I know bits and pieces, and I can understand a little bit, but definitely not good enough to, like, go up and start a conversation and become friends with someone. You know, so for me, like, imagine me. I literally moved from the United States to Puerto Rico, and then it's like, okay, not many people speak English. Um, most people are speaking Spanish, and you know nobody. You know, like, imagine how that is for me, where literally the first night that I was here... I was so scared. Like, I remember laying in my bed in my big house that's just empty as fuck. And I'm just thinking, I don't know what I just did, but I have to, I have to make this work because I just did it, mm -hmm. you know? And I think a lot of the times it is like, again, taking that risk and taking that leap of faith where it's like, you just, you have to make it work. And you know that if like, 
because you have to make it work, it's going to be beneficial for you. Yeah, I like that. I think um, you're, you're, I always say this, you're throwing yourself in a hole and you have to force yourself to dig your way out of it. Kind of like Batman, Dark Knight, you know what I mean? Like it, you're, you either die in there or you figure out a way to get out and you're much stronger. Um, but I, I, I like how you were able to put yourself somewhere where there's not that many distractions, you know? I'm curious your thoughts on that. How, I feel like for me personally, the more successful I become in terms of social media and business and money, the more distractions there are. The more people hitting me up saying, hey, let's go out, or uh, from an entertainment standpoint, a distraction standpoint, or there's people hitting me up saying, yo, I have this business idea, like we need to work on this together, right? All the time, it's almost every single day someone's like, yo, let's go out and do this, let's go on this trip, let's go to this festival, or let's try this new business idea. How do you stay focused? Um, even in terms of like uh, like spending, right? You have you have a ton of money now. Like it would be awesome to go spend all that and have fun. But how do you stay focused? Yeah, I uh, Warren Buffett, huge like mentor to me. Um, he is just like a perfect example of this, where he gets millions of deals and millions of offers, you know, throughout the year, but he only takes one or two, and odds are those millions of offers and deals, if they're getting to Warren Buffett, they're probably really good. You know, sometimes a good idea and a good offer, just because it's a good idea, doesn't mean you should pursue it. And just because it's a good offer, doesn't mean you should pursue it. And just because it's going to be, you know, it's going to be good time, bro. I got, I got invited to meet, um, a bunch, like I've been invited to meet a bunch of like some of my favorite artists ever. And there's been times where it's just like, I can't, I can't, I'm sorry. Like I, I can't go, but I know like, look, if I'm getting this offer right now, like, bro, I'll probably be able to text them in five years, you yeah. know, like again, sounds cocky, but like, I, I know exactly where I want to go. So it's really just being able to pick and choose. Right. Cause now like we're at the point where like we're successful. So there's going to be good things thrown at us 24 seven, awesome opportunities, but it's, being able to, again, see the long term and just say like, hey, is this best for me? Is this going to be really beneficial for me right now? And that's something that I talked to you about where I have a bunch of influencers who I used to watch all the time, was a huge fan of, who are hitting me up saying like, yo, let's link up. And I'm thinking like my younger self would have just gone freaking crazy. And I did like do that. Like I went out and met a bunch of influencers, but they never, like after doing it, it wasn't necessarily anything beneficial for me. And I'm thinking back on those times, like, wow, if I had just like stayed my ass at home, like, yeah, was it a good time? A hundred percent, but was it beneficial? And did it, you know, like promote where I want to go long-term? No. So there are some cool ass people that you could hang out with. And there also, also are some awesome opportunities that you could take, but you need to know what your specific end goal is, right? Like someone could come to you with like the best business idea that you've ever heard, but your plate is full right now and you know what you want to do. Yeah, and it happens all the time. I think, uh, you know, opportunities will arise that honestly on paper seem better than what you're currently working on. Yeah. My main focus right now is a clothing brand, right? And if someone comes to me with like an awesome idea for an app or it literally just happened like 
a week ago, someone came to me with like this awesome idea for an app. It was these three kids. I thought this like this was a great idea and they have funding and all this. They're like, do you want to come on and help us with social media? And part of me is like, yeah, this is really intriguing, right? This is awesome. Like, I, I really like this idea. I think it has potential. I think these guys are smart. Um, and I think I could play an important role and, and really see some success in this. This could honestly be like a, a big thing. Um, there's no reason why it couldn't be. But you know what? I made a commitment um, to what I'm working on now. And the thing is, if I were to put off what I'm working on right now to work on that, there might be, there probably will be a better idea that comes along a year from now. And then I'm mm -hmm. switching again, you know? And so the way I look at it is like, you know, focus on your kid, focus on like the one, focus on your baby, like what you're working on right now. Like there will always be someone hotter um, or uh, someone younger or someone newer, right? But focus on, I think that's the best way you can you can think about it. Like, yeah. focus on that girl, that person that you've been with since day one, because that's how you build something really special. It's just staying in one lane, going the same direction, and committing. Um, and there will be those distractions, but yeah, couldn't agree yeah. more. I mean, like even over the course of the past month, like me and my assistant and manager who lives with me, like we'll just stay up at night, and like every now and then I'll just I'll just like say something, and we're like. Oh my God, that's good. That's, that's like a billion dollar business idea. Like that, like could vary. Like if you, if someone went and pursued that and went just head on with it, like they, they would be so crazy successful. And I'm thinking in my head, like, Oh my God, like I really want to do this. And then also it's like, boom, okay, let's go back. Like, what are we focused on? Like, yes, is this an awesome idea? Yes. Could you potentially make so much money from it? But then it's like, bro, you're pretty much tossing away what you've just been building for years and years and years, you know, it's, it's like cheating on like a long, uh, in a long-term relationship, you yeah, know, literally. like, bro, like, is that one night worth it? You know, like, is that like, you know, two steps away from your business and then going like, you know, dabbling into something else. And then who knows, like, you know, your main business could crash because of that. And that's something that, um, I would suggest to like all of you guys, a lot of you guys are trying to pursue, a lot of things at once um find one thing that you just fucking love so you can do it forever um and don't get distracted with like again these get rich quick schemes or like what you think is a get rich quick scheme and try and do all five at once choose one get really fucking good at it and don't stray away yeah every i think you could probably agree with this as well every i feel like most kids want to be day traders entrepreneurs uh whatever because they want to get rich, right? Mm -hmm. That's why I started my business. I wanted to get rich, right? And now I don't care at all, right? I know we were just talking about this last night at dinner. I know that if I just stick to this and put aside short-term money, it's okay. I don't have to have like the supercar yet, right? If I just work on building this thing, all the money and the nice cars and the watches and the house and the jet, all that will come, but you have to focus on one thing. and. You know, I'm saying that and people will probably be like, what the fuck is this guy talking about, <laughs> right? But I can see it in my mind. I see it happening. I close my eyes every morning and I think about it. And I know that it will come, but I have to stay focused. I'm not, I, know, I know you feel the same way. I think a lot of people, they do get distracted. And, you know, I even had, um, I had like a business I was working on about a year ago around this time. Spent a couple months building out this awesome business plan for it, like 35 page document on like project summary, every single thing we would need to make this happen, the team, where we would find the resources. We pitched it to this VC. We got an investment offer and a year went by. It was a lot of money. It was like two and a half million. 
a year goes by and these investors are like, yeah, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah, a couple more months. Yeah, sorry, like it's just held up. Like it's very shady, honestly, very shady investors. The money never came um, and eventually I wrote it off. And then literally a couple days ago, um, about a week ago, actually, my roommate, uh, who was one of my partners, was like, yo, like the money's about to come. Like it's about to get deposited, right? Finally, he's like, we can finally do this. And I said, you know what, bro, I'm done. Like I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not doing it. And he goes, Good. and he literally, he was really surprised. He's like, I never uh, pictured you for a guy to turn down two and a half million dollars. And I said, it's not about the money. It's exactly what we just said. I, I literally said to him word for word, it's not about the money. It's about, I've been building a relationship with this girl. And he was like, what? I said, no, it's, it's the analogy. I've been building a relationship with this girl for the past year and a half. I've been building a family with my cousin. That's Squid Hoss, right? And it's not fair to anyone else involved. And it's not fair to myself to just give up on this and, and try and raise another family while I'm raising this one. Like my, my, my kid, Squid Hoss, like he deserves it, right? To, to focus on it. So I think if you can just think long-term and realize like, if I stay focused on this one thing, it will pay off, guaranteed. Because even if this business that you're working on or this side hustle or this venture or the sport you're working on, even if that's not the one that is crazy successful, you're becoming a better person and you're learning a lot from it, you know what I mean? And switching from opportunity to opportunity is the easiest way to never find any true result. Yeah, I think that uh, a lot of people are really, really money driven. And uh, that's something that we were kind of talking about where in order to actually make a lot of money, you have to kind of disassociate yourself from money first and just say like, okay, like, you know, you, you, again, like I was talking about with trading, like you want to know where price wants to go or you want to just build your business and and then in turn money just comes with that you know like are you thinking every single day day in and day out like how can my business make more money no you're thinking how can i grow my business how can i do this how can i fix this what problems are, are there to get fixed and then in turn what happens you make more money so by disassociating yourself with money and again that goes back to those business ideas like yeah those business ideas probably will make a shit ton of money and probably will be super successful but is it like smart for you to be chasing the money versus, you know, like, you know, like in an abandoning, abandoning what you've been working on for so, so long, when if you could just stick to that and know that the money's going to come as you keep building and building and building, right? Like if you start, you, you need to be able to like build, build a, a house before you build a skyscraper. And a lot of those like business ideas or billion dollar ideas you're trying to jump from like zero to a hundred versus like, damn bro, like look at this dope ass house that you just built and you could keep adding more and more and mm-hmm. more. Yeah, I think, um, I just had a thought on that that I forgot. But I think, I, th- oh, damn, it's gone. It's gone, it was right there. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll shift subjects. One thing I wanted to ask you that I ask every single person on the podcast, I stole it um, from a friend because he asked me, What's one thing that you hold to be true? One thing you swear by, like a thought or an ideology or a perspective that you think everybody else would certainly disagree with. And it doesn't even have to be about success. It could be about girls. It could be about politics, whatever. But what's one I want to like see inside your head? What's one thing that you hold to be true that everyone else would disagree with? Yeah, you asked me this last podcast and I gave you a, a, uh, an idea from like 
fashion but i had i remember and i was like i know this question's coming again yeah, and i thought i got deleted the last I, thing I, deleted. <laughs> I know i had an awesome answer but then i slipped my mind um give me a second i want to think about that something sure. that everybody would disagree with oh man it is such a good question everybody would disagree with but i think it's like so true Ah, oh, that is so hard. This is such a great question. There's a lot of ways it could go for sure. That's why I like to ask it because it really challenges you to think, right? Yeah. I'll give you some time if you yeah. want me to give you some time, and then I can because I, I remember my thought from a second ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. I was pretty much going to say, you know, I've, I've been very fortunate to meet a lot of really cool people, a lot of really cool entrepreneurs specifically over the past couple of years. And I would say about half of them, probably 50-50, half of them were focused on money and half of them were focused on just building something really cool. One of them uh, owns the largest company in the world for children's bikes. It's called Womb. Um, and and I, was, I met him like at the sauna at my gym. And he was one person who just really was like dedicated to like building this business as big as possible. And then there's the other type of guy who, right, became an entrepreneur for money. And they actually don't even care about the idea. They only look at a business for how profitable it can be. They have an exit in mind. And to be honest, now that I think about it, every single one of them that focused on the money, they did get the money, but they're not that happy, honestly. It's the guys who are like, it's the guys who wake up every day and love the idea of just building something. It's not like some people think I want to get rich so I don't have to work. Mm -hmm. Other people are like, I just want to fall in love with my work. That way I can do it all day long, every fucking hour of the day, even on the weekends and enjoy it. And that's two different vastly, um, those are two vastly different perspectives from uh, the people I've met. Um, but I know which one I am. Like once again, when I first started, I wanted the money. And now it's like, I love, I love doing these podcasts. I love traveling. I love meeting cool people. I love working on my business. Like I know the money will come, but this is like the fun part. This is success. This is enjoyable. Yeah. You okay. Know? I have an answer to the question. All I'm right. still going to go back to what I said before, but I'm going to rephrase well, let me, it. Let me ask it again so I can get this clip. There we go. Yeah. What is one thing you hold to be true that everyone else would certainly disagree with? Okay. I don't know about certainly because there are a lot of like-minded people out there, but I would say like maybe probably 1% of the people will agree with me who think this way, but it's uh, a, like a confidence thing and the way that you hold yourself. So a lot of people, if you go into a bar or a club, it's pretty easy to kind of spot like, oh, that dude's the coolest dude there. This dude's the most confident dude there. This person's the best dressed. When in reality, it's like, are they really, or is it just how they hold themselves? And it's like how they present themselves and that to me is like huge. Like I know some of the fits that I put on, I put on some crazy fits, you know, like put on some like really kind of like absurd designer clothes, but it's like the way that I walk and it's the way that I wear it versus if somebody else was wearing it, people might be like, bro, like take that shit off. Like you're, you know, because they're self-conscious the way that they're wearing, you know, like they'll be slumped over and like walking kind of versus like if it's chest out, head up and like commanding, people are like, wow, he's putting that shit on. Like a perfect example of this is uh, 
Young Thug and Harry Styles. So Young Thug for an album cover, he wore a dress with like this big hat and it's like tipping and everyone's like, bro, hardest fit ever. And then Harry Styles wore a dress and everyone's like, what a fucking clown. Like yeah. this dude's like the weirdest dude ever. And it's like, bro, they did like literally wore the same exact shit. It's just like how it was presented was how it was received. Like Young Thug, like he's tipping his hat. It looks super hard. It's like, I saw that and I was like, damn, he's yeah. putting that shit on versus like Harry Styles. I saw it and I was like, ah, you know, I don't really know about that. And, you know, like it's the same thing with really everything, you know, like you just have to put it in people's heads. You know, like if you want people to think that you're confident, if you want people to think a certain way about you, just believe it yourself and act that way. Even if you don't believe it about yourself, then other people will kind of just boom, slap that label on you. Like, you know, if you walk with your chest up, head like head held high, then people are going to be like, that guy's confident. But maybe deep down, you're probably like the most self-conscious person ever. But if you're strutting your stuff, people are going to be like, oh damn, like that dude's pretty confident. Dude, I love that. I think, and you know what that reminds me of? I remember I saw this one guy I was on the beach in Malibu. This dude comes by with these like two gorgeous girls and he's wearing like this, uh, this hat, right? Same kind of similar story. He's wearing like this big hat and this guy just had like such a look. He's like clearly wealthy as hell. Like his, his Malibu house is probably right up the hill. And he just has like this look of like, he just like tipped his hat at me. Didn't say anything. Just tipped his hat as I walked by and I was like, damn, that guy was fucking cool. So I bought one too. I bought a hat. I went to Hollywood Hatters. I bought a hat. And it was senior year of college. I wore it at a, a big like a, a big party um, with all my friends in college. It was or like a, at a big like bar rooftop party. And I wasn't feeling that confident in it. And all my friends were like, bro, what is that, bro? Like, that's not like that's not a look, bro. Relax. But then there was this other time when I was on this date with this girl in L.A., I wore the hat. We went out to a bar together. She was making me feel so good about myself. And it was just her and I dancing in this crowd. And every single person in the bar was looking at us. And just like, we felt like, I felt like the fucking man. Mm -hmm. She felt like the girl. Like, it was great. And I'm sure everyone was like, damn, that's a hard-ass fit. You know what I mean? Exactly. Same exact piece of uh, clothing. Same exact scene different attitude right different sense of confidence same with like a guy like future right most rappers don't dress like a guy like future mm -hmm. it's very uh very different mm -hmm. but he pulls it off you think like oh that's sick as hell yeah. so i yeah i do think that can be applied to everything in life um whether it is dressing up whether it's a joke right you say a joke and you say it the wrong way like it's not funny mm -hmm. you say it with confidence it's funny um, you can walk up, even like talking to girls, for example, you can walk up to girls and say the dumbest pickup line possible. But if you are super smooth, if you sound super confident and sure of yourself, it will probably work regardless of what you look like, as long as you're not hideous. Mm -hmm. But you could also be like a really good looking guy and just like laugh at yourself and, and not know what you're doing and just look like a dork. You know, I see I mean? that all so. the time. In fact, like it's funny, some like really, really attractive guys like they don't pull at all. I know a lot of really attractive guys that don't pull and like, because I can see that they're self-conscious or, you know, like aren't necessarily too confident in themselves versus like, you know, some dude who's just like, just looks super, super dusty. But like, I don't know. He's just doesn't like, give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, he just really doesn't care. And he walks up and bags like the baddest girl. It just goes to show like, 
really is just like how you present yourself and how you hold yourself just dubs everything ever. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how people are going to treat you is how you hold yourself. Absolutely. And what's interesting is it's kind of, it's kind of um, an inverse relationship with how you'd think, because I know that I used to be a huge people pleaser. All I wanted to do is have people like and respect me. And funny enough, you know, I'd say that's probably freshman year of college. No one did. No one respected me. Like we would have these massive parties at our fraternity house. This was before I was president when I was a, a pledge and there'd be like these, you know, cooler parties in the rooms, right? And I would like knock on the door. They would open the door up to see who it was. They'd be like, nah, and they'd close the door in my face. Like I couldn't come in to the the party inside the party in my own house where like all the cool the cool pledges were hanging out, you know? Um, and I went home over COVID and I thought about it for a really long time. Like, why don't people like me? It's probably because I'm trying so hard to be liked. Mm-hmm. And from that moment on, for the rest of my life since, I just, I stopped caring what anybody thought about me. And funny enough, like that's when people respect you the most because I think there's something innate about it. I think I think there's something almost like distrusting about when someone is trying to get you to like them. It must go back um, caveman to problems. caveman times. Like <laughs> if someone is really trying hard to get you to trust them, they must be hiding something. They must be a threat. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I think it makes total sense now, honestly. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like, I don't know, that's a great analogy with the caveman. It's like, you know, if like the one big caveman is like, let's go, like, or I'm going and everybody else is like, like, oh, what the fuck? Like, okay, like yeah. I'm going, like he's the leader, you know? Like if he's like commanding and presents himself that way, then like people are going to follow after him. He, he doesn't give a fuck if he does what he wants. People are going to be like, damn, like that, like that dude goes after and like is who he is versus like, again, if somebody's like, oh, like I, I just want everything to be perfect for like everybody and everything. And I want people to like me, you know, like it, it is really, really inverse. Yeah, and I was, I was. It's funny because I was literally on a call with this guy um, two weeks ago, I think, and his his whole pitch to me was like, "Yeah, you know, I, I love your content, and uh, and you seem like a really bright young kid. Like, I want to help you. I want to help you uh, blow up. Like, I want to help you get your your name out there and, and your platform even bigger." And over and over and over on this call, he just kept saying, "Yeah, I just love helping people. I just love helping people, man. I love connecting people. I love, I love seeing people grow." And then at the end of the conversation, like it just felt a little shady. Forced, yeah. It felt a little forced. Like why, why do? To be honest, like you can like helping people, but you're not going out of your way to pick random people and say, "Let me help you. Let me bring you up here." That doesn't <laughs> happen. Yeah. And so it felt a little shady. And of course, at the end of the call, he's like, yeah, so like, you know, if you're ready, we could talk about my packages. And the second he said package, I was just like, you fucking con, like this is all like for show. Like you don't care about helping me at all. Like you want me to pay $15,000 so you can help put me on some podcasts that are struggling, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, a little little pro tip to you guys. If you guys are ever in, me and Lucas were talking about that uh, last night, you know, if you guys are in our DM saying like, hey, I'll like increase your revenue, like, like for this, you know, like, Come on, man. Like, I don't know. Like, the biggest thing to me is, like, just prove it first. Like, just work 1,000%. Because if you genuinely do like helping people, you'll do it for free. Like, that's, for me, like, what I did for, like, the boot camp. You know, like, uh, like on YouTube, I literally, like, my cor- my course is for free on YouTube versus everybody else would be charging, like, 2.5K for that. Um, and... For me, it's like I genuinely want to see like this new generation of traders 
be much better than that we've ever seen before and actually help these people pursue their dreams of being a good day trader. So if that's what I want to do, why would I charge someone for it? Yeah. You know, but you're also like, not like DMing kids like, Hey, like, bro, like, exactly. Check this out. I'm not DMing them being like, bro, like, please, like, let me put you on game. That's not how it is. You know, if people come to me, then it's like, cool, here's game. But like, you're not actively, I don't know. I, I feel like it's really weird for you to say that you love helping people or you just want to see that person benefit, but you're like almost chasing them or like mm -hmm. pursuing them. Like, please, please, please let me help you. And it's like, bro, like it, if you wanted like to actually help and like someone turned you down, like you should just be like, okay with that. Like, yeah. okay, damn, they don't, they don't want your help. Like, that's okay. Like help somebody else. Yeah, no, it's funny you say that. And kind of on that note, like, I think, I think the best way to get anything really is um, just by proving yourself first, right? Like there was this, uh, I don't think I told you about this yet. This, this 16 year old DM'd me um, about two or three weeks ago. And he said, yo, my name's Hamza. He's, I think he's from UK. And he's like, yo, I, I love your podcast, but you need to have a newsletter. Like, why don't you have a newsletter for your podcast? I was like, I don't know. He made me a newsletter. He just wrote me one for the most recent podcast. He said, if you like this, um, you know, let's talk. Like, I'm sure I could help you out. And then we came to a reasonable price and now he's doing it for me. Like he's going to write a, he's going to write a newsletter on this podcast. Um, and he's 16 years old, bro. And some people think like you need to be, um, extremely experienced and skilled in anything, but he just came at it from the perfect angle and I really respected it and, uh, and I appreciated his tenacity. So now we're working together. Um, but that's all it takes really. You just have to prove yourself before asking for anything in return. So many people say, I can guarantee you these results. Um, but then you're like, okay, bet. Well, if you can guarantee them, why don't I just pay you commission? And they're like, ah, I don't do that. Right. Mm -hmm. Even though you'd make more money that way. So I think a lot of people, and I think what that comes down to is you really aren't good at what you're saying you're good at. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you really do want to make money or be successful at something like just get good at it first and the advertising will kind of do itself for you. It, you will sell yourself. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. I have a similar story to that, but like selling yourself that again, like I'll touch on that super quick. Like people, you know, love to say like, Oh, like scam or whatever to me. And I'm just thinking like, you know, how, then if that is the case, why, like, how did I grow my following this much and this well, people obviously saw results and obviously like went out and told other people about me. Like I was like, went viral on TikTok for like the boot camp, like I was saying, because again, like that's a free, literally a free course and nobody's ever done that before. And it's just like, boom, like, let me prove myself to you guys, drop that free course and said, I could have charged 2.5 K for that or like $3,000. But instead I was like, nah, I'm going to prove to you guys that I can actually teach you how to do this. Everybody learned how to do it for free and now they're fucking killing it. And I now remember. they're like forever indebted to me and it's just fucking awesome, you know, like, and not like that they're forever indebted to me, but like, it's awesome that I was able to help them out for free and that they could see that I'm actually providing them with value. Yeah, and I remember when you dropped that, there were so many, uh, there were so many kids, like, cause you would post some goofy ass videos too. And so yeah. many kids were in your comments like, damn, this is the guy helping me get rich. Like, exactly. cause you just didn't give a fuck. You're like, bro, I don't care what anybody thinks of me. I'm not trying to be a salesman. But like, if you do, you're, you had confidence. You're like, I'm good at what I do. I don't care what anybody thinks about me. If you guys want to check it out, here it is. Um, yeah. And obviously like you saw crazy results, like your socials have grown a lot and you know, you have a great community behind you. So once again, I think if you're a good person and you have a good cause and you're good at what you're preaching then, it's just bound to happen for you. You don't need to fake it. You don't need to have, you don't need to shortcut it. You don't need to um, put on a mask. Like 
just do the work and get good at something and then you know you'll see the results yeah i kind of want to circle back to what you were talking about like that newsletter thing super similar situation where like if you do have value to give and you like again like prove it first so i have a really awesome story about this so before i even started social media and teaching people how to trade like um it's funny shout out the boy you're probably watching this um he was my plug and the first time I like copped, copped off of him, I sent it in or he asked me to do it in crypto. And I was like, how do you know about like how like how do you know that you should be taking payments in crypto? And he's like, oh, I've been like tapped into it. And I was like, OK, cool. Well, like that's what I do. And then from there, like I taught him for like a year straight, like just for free, taught him. And now he's like killing it with crypto. And then along with that, when I started like social media, started growing my stuff, I started my discord, right? And immediately he was like, bro, I'll be your discord mod for free. I'll be in there. I'll fix shit up for you. I'll post trades. I'll talk about this. I'll talk about that. Make sure people are engaged. Moves forward. You know, now I'm getting more popping on social media. I start charging for my like live trade room. And again, he's still there working for free and just like providing me with insane amounts of value. And then it gets to the point where I'm like, all right, bro, I need to start compensating you, compensating you. Started paying him 1.5K a month, right? Not a lot. Okay, moving forward. Discord keeps growing, keeps getting bigger. I'm like, okay, you need $3,000 a month. Now I own three different companies and he's getting paid six figures a year by doing a bunch of shit for me and all that it started with was him being the very first member of my discord and just being like, yo, I really appreciated the value that you gave me. So this is me like returning the favor, helping you out, helping you grow. And bro, like, I love you, bro. Like you're my fucking dog. Like any chance I can, like he's a huge part of like why I was able to help grow just like myself as like a social media, like he was keeping shit rock solid on the back end and like still is and he holds like a huge position Hmm. in my prop firm which is like one of the most successful um companies that i've started and he's just getting paid from it and now like i'm paying him like just crazy amounts of money per month and he's also killing it in crypto too i don't know like if that doesn't go to show you like what just being a good person can do for you and just like sticking around the right people and having good intentions with everything it will always, always, always 100% come back to you tenfold, like without a doubt. 100%. But it's not just saying, oh, yeah, let me work for free. Like I have a lot of kids that mm-hmm. DM me, hey, I'd love, to, I'd love to work for free. I have a very similar story, and I talk about it all the time with my first employee ever. His name's Grant. Um, dude's a stud. Not only is he just like a really cool guy, but he's also really genuine. And he hit me up when I probably had like, I don't know, like 70K or something. And he really liked me, really liked the business. And he's like, yo, I think this is going to go somewhere. And he was a, he might've been a freshman or a sophomore. I think he was a sophomore in college. So he still had a couple years. Most kids are just parting. He's a D1 soccer player. Um, so he, he knows the world of athletics and sports. And he hits me up and he's like, yo, I really like this. Can I get involved? And I said, sorry, bro. Don't really have anything for you to do. And he goes, okay, well, I'll work for free. I said, sorry, bro. Like, it's not about money. I just don't like know what to give you. Like, I, I don't know you. Like, I don't, I don't have any tasks to give you. And he goes a step further and he says, okay, how about this? I'm an athlete. I know a lot of athletes, especially in the soccer world. What if I serve as like the intermediary for that? And I know you're very busy. Like I will be your head of athletes and I'll manage them and I'll hit them up and I'll, I'll manage all the affiliates and everything. And I was like, 
damn, that's a great idea. I'd never thought about that. And now once again, he's employee number one um, behind me and my cousin. And, you know, hopefully I, I think it will be, this will grow into something massive one day and he'll have like, you know, one of the, if not the top position, you know what exactly. I mean? He'll have equity, all that stuff. So, and it started with him just saying, I like the cause, let me get involved. You know, he didn't ask for anything in return, but he also, most importantly, had something to offer. He got creative, you know, yeah. that's all it takes. It's also like, you know, like good intentions, you know, it's one thing saying like, Hey, I'll work for you for free. But like, again, going back to like, you know, it's like, is money like that main driver? Like, like my guy, like he really just wanted to see my discord grow mm -hmm. and like help other people. And cause he really liked me and I'm sure this guy's super similar. He really liked yeah. you, loved the brand and just wanted to see it grow. And that was like his ambition. A lot of you guys are saying like, Hey, let me work for you for free thinking like, yeah, hell yeah. I'm going to get so much paper off of this. Like down the line, it's like, no bro, you're doing that shit for the wrong reason like complete wrong reason like fix your head first and like i swear like good people and good intentions always 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 come out on top no matter what like if you are a bad person if you're doing like slimy shit on the back end karma's a bitch and it will slap you in the face one day you know you're probably seeing like some really really successful people and saying these people are bad people guess what they're going to get slapped in the face one day and it's going to be really really brutal for them bro absolutely and the exact same thing happened with my second employee sage shout out him if he's watching he probably doesn't because he's busy but this dude's a stud um my age black belt in jiu-jitsu since he was 19 i'm pretty sure like stud he's got a lot of stuff going on owns his own academy he's huge on social media like three times as big as me and i remember i had this dude that would do photo shoots for us and um i think we agreed on like 500 to do a photo shoot I forget the exact number and I and he's like okay and then I said half up front half after I sent him the 250 he does the photo shoot and he knows that I really need these pictures because I'm about to do a drop and he kind of like extorts me and he's like okay I want another 500 and I'm like no we agreed on 500 he goes okay then you're not getting the photos so because of that because this dude was greedy over an extra 250 dollars whatever it was because I forget the number I not only did not work with this guy ever again, but if his name ever came up in a conversation, I would make sure nobody else works with him. Mm -hmm. Then I go to this new guy, Sage, who I get connected with with a friend. Really cool dude, um, good style, um, good looking guy, he's got tattoos. Uh, and I was like, yo, can you do a photo shoot for me? That's all it started as. And then he was like, yo, I really like this. This is a cool idea. Starts doing more stuff for us. All of a sudden, he's planning products he's our, our, you know, orchestrating like other photo shoots that he's not even the main guy in. And I tell him, I'm like, Hey, by the way, like, I'm happy to pay you a little bit extra because I know you're doing more work than we originally agreed on. And he goes, don't worry about it. Like, I'm happy to help bro. You're in bro. Like Literally, that's, that's who you want on your team with you building. It's not people who want money or want something in return. It's people who also see your vision and want to build with you. And then everybody wins at the end. They always do. But you know, I, I mentioned both of those guys as like a thank you if they're watching this, but also like that, if you wanna get involved in something that you think is really cool and going somewhere, that's how you have to go about it. That's That needs to be your approach. You have to disassociate yourself from money first in order for you, for you to actually make a significant amount of money. Like I cannot, like that has been something that I've been holding, holding super strong to. Like you ha really, really do have to take away like how can I make X amount of money right now or in the future? Like take that away and just say, what do I like doing? How can I build? What's something I'm passionate about? 
and then obviously you're going to find a way to monetize it but that's not the goal the goal is to build and the goal is to do something that you're passionate about over and over and over again because you love it and that's what success is to you again i had all the money in the world and i wasn't successful why because i wasn't doing shit i wasn't building i wasn't doing anything that i was passionate about yeah i was passionate about trading but that shit's like two hours out of my day and then what blow down some more like that's not a fun life that's a horrible life that's not a successful life versus now like i obviously trading still a passion now i own three companies that are like built around trading and i can see and benefit other traders and it's just like it's so awesome to see and you know people are always thinking like people are just always money oriented trust me if you can just just take away and just take a step back from the money first and just think to yourself, man, what do I love doing? And then just do it, Mm -hmm. you know, and then boom, find a simple way to monetize it and then go after it, start building and have fun with it. Mm -hmm. That will be like, you will one, probably make a shit ton of money from it. And two, you'll be the happiest you'll ever be. Yeah. I had so many friends right after college, their peers, their parents, their cousins, their aunt, whoever hears about their job offers and they pick the highest paying one, obviously. obviously I remember yeah. sitting in a circle with all my friends on literally the last day in our college hometown, right before we all flew back. We were having like this big party, stayed up till the sun rose, and we're all sitting in a circle on the turf in my friend's backyard talking about what our next plans are. And everyone was talking about how they picked like this job because it was paying this much. And I remember thinking like, yeah, money is good and money is important, but you're gonna make less actually, because if you're getting paid 120 grand a year for some job, like on paper, that sounds amazing. But if you're working crazy hours and you're not happy and you're just pretty much like dreading your life so that you can drink it away on the weekend. You'll probably do a bad job. You'll probably do a bad job. You probably won't last long. You're not gonna be happy. You're gonna spend a ton of money trying to buy back your happiness versus the guy who took the 70K job, but he loves it. He loves waking up every morning. He doesn't even go out on the weekends because he doesn't wanna be in a bad mindset or he doesn't wanna be hung over because he wants to work extra on the weekends. You know, That's the guy that's gonna move up hella quickly in the ranks and you know become like a Steve Ballmer type figure, like started as an intern at Microsoft. Now he's worth a hundred billion dollars because he was just obsessed and was like, dude, this is all I care about, you know? So those are the like that's that's how you do it. You don't pick something because of money. I think that's said perfectly. You pick something because you believe in it and you want to build it. And so I kind of feel like that's a good way to wrap it up. But I'm curious, what's next? What are you most excited for? That's that's what I want to ask. What are you most excited for in the next couple of months or couple of years? Um, that's a good question. Um, I mean, obviously I'm excited for the future no matter what, because there's just so much that is like, you know, possible. (sighs) What's next? I mean, the three companies that I started are still in their like baby phase. Like I'm still rocking them to sleep. Like I'm staying up late. I'm doing a bunch of shit for them. Um, so really like that, just wake up and get to work. Um, keep working on those. Um, there's not really any like huge, huge, like this new business, this and that. It's like, boom, just like wake up and do the work that's supposed to get done. Um, and you know, hopefully that I can grow. Like I, the, the three companies that I own, like I'm so passionate about all of them where I just, I love seeing them grow and I love seeing them continue. Like the numbers go up and up and up. And like, again, 
I don't give a fuck about what my paycheck is, but I love seeing my businesses grow. It's like, it's literally like a game. It's like mm -hmm. leveling up your little character. And it's like, are you making any money from that? No, but people are addicted to video games. It's like, you almost have to treat life like a video game or business like a video game where, you know, you wake up and you hop on the sticks and it's like, oh, bet, what do I have to do? What challenge is it today? What achievement do I have to unlock? Uh, you know, in order to get to that next level or level up. And that's really all it is. Like I got my three babies and I'm nursing them and I'm ready to get after it and keep working on them. Dude, hell yeah. I love that video game analogy. And it's, it's the exact same thing for me. And I like how you touched on that just because it, it's literally more important how well the business is doing than how well you're doing. It's like, you don't even care. Like you said, like you don't even care what you're paying yourself. Right. Obviously you, you are pretty successful already. You don't need to, mm -hmm. um, but it's the same way with me. And I, I relate to you a lot on that. Like, I don't care if I'm putting four or $5,000 a month in my, in my pocket. Like what I need to see is the business doing 200, 250. And as soon as it hits that, it's like, okay, now we needed to do 500, right? The next year, a million a month. Right. And it's, it's like a video game. So if you can turn your life into a video game, that's when you're going to have the most fun. That's why they are so fun. That's why they are so addicting. Mm -hmm. You just need to figure out a way to transfer that whole, system that world that experience into your own um and i feel like that's how you find true happiness but thanks for coming on brother of course it's good seeing you we're gonna have a good next couple of days out here um and i'll link all his stuff in the description but thanks for tuning in guys make sure to comment and subscribe um and leave a like but uh we'll see you in the next one thanks